Hello and welcome to the Rise of Her podcast. I'm your host, Roxanne. I'm a mum of four, wife and business owner. This is the podcast where we talk self-development, health and wellness, mindset, balancing career and family and everything in between. Think of me as your supportive bestie as we grow together and become the best versions of ourselves. If you want to create a life that you love, then you're in the right place. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Rise of Her podcast. I hope you've all had an incredible week. It is Thursday, and you guys know what that means. It is another guest episode, and this week I have on the amazing Maddie Zanata. Maddie is a content creator, a plus-size model, a singer. She does all of these incredibly creative things, and she's absolutely brilliant at them. There's absolutely no gatekeeping in this episode. We talk all things business as a content creator, what it's like working with brands and knowing your worth. So if you guys are interested in this episode, keep on listening and don't forget to leave a review or share on your socials if you love the episode. Let's get straight into it and enjoy the episode. Hi, Maddie. Thank you so much for joining me on the Rise of Her podcast. I'm so, so, so excited to chat to you. I'm so glad that you wanted to be on with me. Thanks for having me. Okay, so did you want to introduce yourself a little bit to the community and share who you are and what you do and what you love and that kind of thing? Sure. So my name is Maddie Zanata. I am a content creator, a plus size model, and also a part-time singer as well. That's my nighttime job. But yeah, that's what I do. I post fashion and beauty on Instagram and share different products with people. I don't know what to say. No, that's okay. <laughs> Um, I know that you share so much on social media and you've grown actually really quickly that I've noticed. When did you kind of start actually posting on social media and wanting to share so much more about who you are and that kind of thing? 2018, I posted a photo in Europe um, and that got reshared on Little Party Dresses page. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I didn't even know that could happen. Like, I didn't know anyone would want to share something of mine. Um, so I just kind of posted more outfit photos and brands started reaching out. So then I met this group of girls last year and they were doing it for jobs. And I thought, well, that's cool. I didn't realize you could get, you know, proper payment from brands and do this properly as a job. Um, so we all started talking and they really, you know, not pushed me, but like gave me the confidence to charge my worth and to realize that you are worthy of getting paid to do this basically. Um, so yeah, it wasn't until last year that I really started taking this seriously. And I can't believe it's only been a year. That's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's since, since I started thinking of this as a business that it really took off. Because we're talking about this straight away, like right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) I am just really curious to know, like what switched for you? Was it mainly just that you met these girls and realized that it was something that could be a business or was it more like you decided yourself that you wanted to take that, that route? Uh, so I was charging before that doing content creation for small businesses. My husband, he's a photographer, so he was taking the photos and videos and that sort of thing. But I think the girls who I met, um, it was down at fashion week in Sydney. They are so business minded. So, you know, they're talking about tax and GST and invoicing and rates cards and media kits and all this sort of thing. And I thought, oh, I don't have any of that. I don't know what that is. Can you please tell me more? Um, So I started to really treat it as a business. So Maddie Zanata is a business, not just something that I do for fun and just 
go and post about it. I mean, I still do it for fun and I still, if I see something I like, I'll buy it and I'll post about it. Um, but I think it was more so taking it seriously as a job mm -hmm. that made it become more real. So, I mean, I was seeing it as a job beforehand, but I wasn't, it wasn't really paying enough to be anything but a little side fun creative thing if yeah. that makes sense yeah I know exactly what you mean because I feel like a lot of creators and I say this all the time they fall into it and it's yeah. just something that kind of happens they start to grow a following and then suddenly all these brands are coming to them asking like oh my gosh like how much will it be for you to do this and send me through your insights for this and you're like oh my goodness I have no idea what, what you're is talking that? about yes yeah exactly. and then there's so many things you don't realize are an important part of running a business you become a business by accident yeah and it can become overwhelming very quickly especially if you're getting a lot of gifted things and you're it's not just a gift like hi this is a free present it's not free you then have to one pay tax on it and two you have to create content for it so not only are you out of pocket money for it but you're also working for it as well yeah. and yeah, so exactly. when suddenly when you have a whole pile of gifted things it becomes really overwhelming especially if you have you know kids another job as well that you you know you're trying to fit in all of this side creation on the side it becomes very overwhelming and it's very exciting in the beginning for sure when yeah, you get all of this stuff and you forget that you do have to create something in exchange for it. And yeah. and like you said, you do have to pay tax on it. You do have to yeah. claim it. Which um, a lot of people don't know. So many people don't know because I'd say I, majority of people don't know. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. So I, I created that creator hub. I remember I was, I was talking to you about that. And the girls in that group, a lot of them are newer creators. Yeah. And so that has been a massive topic of conversation is. Yeah gifted products and usage as well also massive yeah so many people don't know about yeah that. <laughs> yeah usage I mean a lot of brands don't even know that as well so like it's very new yeah you always have to make sure you I mean always have a contract at least have terms and conditions in your invoices I know like QuickBooks and uh, what's the other one I can't remember what Zero? the other one's called Zero. yeah yeah you can have your terms and conditions on every on every invoice already built in so you don't even have to think about it it's yeah. just the brand's paid your invoice. They've obviously read the terms and conditions. They know what they're in for. Um, so I think that's, again, thinking of it like a business is really important. Otherwise, you're going to get get into trouble in some form of way. What do you feel like is one of the biggest, I guess, constraints for you that you've had in your career so far? And how have you overcome it? And if it's something that's, I guess, ongoing, or how do you overcome it? I think the biggest hurdle that I had was knowing my worth. And I, and I still deal with that to this day, especially since taking on management and obviously they fight for higher rates. I think, oh, no, 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 don't charge that. I, I'm not worth that. And they're like, what are you talking about? Of course you are. And I think it's just knowing your worth and how much um, goes into creating something. So it's not as if I get it and, you know, 10 seconds and it's done. Or, you know, you know, I've just filmed this video and it's, you know, your video is 60 seconds. It's not as if I've only just filmed 60 seconds and I'm done. You know, from the moment that you get the email from the brand saying it's confirmed, you think, okay, so what a, what sort of video do I want to film? Do I want to film a first impression? Do I want, do I want to film a talk through? Do I want to film a transition reel? Then I make my selects based on what I want to film. And then as soon as you get the product, then you have to, you know, steam it or um, make a little backdrop area if you're doing, you know, UGC, beauty type thing. And then you have to film it, then you have to edit it, then you have to color grade everything, send it through for approval, write the caption out, 
all this sort of stuff. So it's not as if it's like a 20 second video. So I think knowing my worth and knowing that not only am I content creating for the brand, but I'm also influencing other people to purchase said items. Mm-hmm. So your worth is a lot. Um, influencer marketing is worth a lot of money to brands. Not only do a lot of brands not know that, but also the influencers themselves also need reminding as well. I feel like TikTok you don't get as much though. I get paid for content that I do for TikTok and I have a lower following. So do you get lower. paid the same for Instagram as you do for TikTok? Is it two separate rates or Both is separate. it all combined? Okay, Both cool. separate, unless yeah. unless they want something separately shared on both platforms, if that makes sense. It kind of depends. So if you make a reel for Instagram, then you charge usage for TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it just really depends. But with TikTok, I find because it has the potential to go viral and absolutely blow up much easier than much it does easier. On, on Instagram, I don't think that you should let that fly. And it's really important yeah. to like, note the average views that you get as well take into account the viral videos that you've had go like the ones that you've had go off as well so it's like trying to find a balance but then I think we've had this conversation before about the value of just the content creation itself yes yeah I always say you know there's two different people in the industry and there's content creators there's influencers there's people who do both. Yeah. So there's the people who create content that brands will reshare. So like beautiful content, you know, marketing worthy that the brand will use on their websites, repost on their page, that sort of thing. UGC, essentially. And then you have your influencers who have a large following or a dedicated following who, you know, hang off every word they say and will buy anything they post about. So I think that that's also important to take into account when you are charging your rates as well. Because mm-hmm, just because definitely. you have a small following doesn't mean that you can't make money. doesn't mean that you can't create beautiful content for the brand. doesn't mean you're not worthy is what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to have a large following. Yeah, I always say to um, like the creators that I work with that the content that you're creating, it has its own purpose. And mm-hmm. if you were creating that and you didn't have Instagram, what would you charge for it? Yeah. As you know a videographer, what, I mean? what would you charge? Yeah, for as it? a videographer, or just you'd be charging editing rates. You were creating marketing content, yeah. so it's like just look at it a different way, yeah, and figure out what's going to work for you as well. But I think having conversations like this is so important. It's so important. I mean, we yeah. even had a conversation the other day that we were like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. We, we both went, "Oh, okay." Hold on a second. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's both. It's important because there's no job title yet like no specific what am I trying to say there's no there's no like industry standard right industry thank you that's what I'm trying to say there's no industry standard so there's so many brands who are taking advantage of smaller accounts and there's so many influencers that don't know their worth not only do they not know their worth but they don't even know that they should be charging that Mm -hmm. so they don't even know the reams of the possibility of you know what other people are charging um, no, I think that's what blew my mind when I got a manager. I was like, what? Yes. I was just about to say, I think one of the most important things to do when you're kind of nervous, if, if you don't really know, is to talk to somebody else who's, you know, yes. maybe doing PR um, yeah. or another content creator that hopefully yeah. doesn't gatekeep. Um, no gatekeeping. <laughs> no no gatekeeping, gatekeeping allowed. We don't gatekeep. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I know that I learned so much from working with PR agencies and having a manager. I've had managers in the past and I've got one now that I work really well with. I think we're with the same. Yeah. We're, we're both with Lana, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, she's amazing. I asked you about yeah. her actually. Yeah, you did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's, <laughs> You're welcome. She's 
awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So I think that that's really, that's been really great for me when it comes to learning my worth and knowing what is normal for creators to be charging. Um, yeah. But also because I've like, we're both models as well. So learning that side of things has helped as well with content creation and running yeah, that definitely. side of the business. So it's like getting all this information from all these different sources and then putting together a package what works for you yeah exactly yeah Yeah, exactly and again when I met the girls at fashion week I was like oh okay I wasn't thinking of it in this way (laughs) and you know they really convinced me that you know I am worthy and I should be charging xyz not only not only should I be charging xyz for myself but I should be for the business and the industry because other people are charging you know this if I was charging this and my content is just as good Mm-hmm. why would the brands not go with this? Yeah. So also exactly. these girls are now missing out. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah. need to also be average so that the brands are looking at, okay, so all the, everyone on this following charges X, Y, Z. Yeah. The content is beautiful. We want to get to this audience. Um, so, okay, now we have to pick one from this group and it's nothing to do with rates. It's all to do with quality, preference, size preference, everything, you know? Yeah. Rates dictate exactly what you said though, like the standard of what people, what brands are going to come and work with you for. Yeah. So if everybody, like you said, if everybody's charging a certain amount and you're charging much less, there's a massive, there's too big of a gap as yes. to, and, and they also question it themselves. They're like, well, why is this person charging yes. this? And what this person's charging this? And they quali- yeah. the quality of their content is very similar. They just look different. Yeah. So what's the what's difference? the difference? The difference is that one person doesn't know their worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And <laughs> I feel like um, just on that. And the brands are not going to say, hey, XYZ is charging this. Why are you not? They're not yeah. going to say that. No, no they're not. But it's no. the same like when you're quoting for, when you're getting quotes for like your house or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And you've got three, you've got three different quotes. One's super high, one's super low, one's in the middle. You're trying to figure out which one to go with. Yeah. And then there, there comes into play like who have they worked with and how quickly do they turn around and how professional are they? And that's all part yes. of this side of it. Yeah. But yeah, you do so many different things and you're so, so, so talented. Um, oh, and I think you. people can think, yeah, I think people think it's really natural for you and really easy. But in my experience, regardless of talent, you, you still have to put the work in, right? So 100%. I would love to know what you think is one of the biggest myths about your career that people might have. I think, well, I mean, obviously people think it's really easy and I think it does. Creativity comes easily to me, which I'm very lucky for. I love being creative. Um, so I think it's not that it comes easy. Like I don't find the job easy, but I love what I do. Therefore, I find it easier and I'm more passionate about it, if that makes sense. But nothing in life comes easy. And I think you have to put in the work. You have you have to do the work. Sorry, Kim got Um, You have to put in the work. You have to make mistakes to learn from them. And I think that that's the hardest part of like, oh, I've charged like two less of this brand or I didn't, you know, get it to them in time and all the stock sold out and now I've missed out on work or, you know, certain things that you learn from any job, you make mistakes, you learn from them and you grow from there. So I think that it's not as easy as people think it is. There's a lot that goes around in the background, not only just creating the content, but the business side of things that everyone thinks is just, I don't think they think even think of. So like all of the invoicing, all of the messaging brands and 
constantly having to fight brands for your worth as well, which is so exhausting. And the reason why I have a manager as well, I don't have to do that anymore. So then you've got, you you know, you're charging for GST and, you you know, your tax for all your gifted items and all of the business aspects, your terms and conditions, your contracts, um, constantly reading through contracts, pages and pages and pages and pages of contracts, especially if you're working with the bigger brands. So it's, it's a, it is a business. Like you're doing the same things as you would if you were working a normal job. For some reason, people don't take this seriously. Yeah, I think it it's that earlier stage though of, content creating and influencing which gave it a bad rap where it was like an influencer yeah. would literally just post a photo I used to do it too post a photo with you <laughs> don't forget <laughs> to purchase this like you know what I mean like you used to do that all the time I did and, too yeah yeah and it, it was a massive learning curve and you change the industry changes and what people want to see changes and trends yeah. and all of that all of those things come into play and I think um you can forget that it yeah for me it's definitely I'm I'm a creative person too not I wouldn't say that I'm crazy creative, but I love business. So that's why I, I hate love it. business. Oh, I really? Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm the, the most creative people do. Like, <laughs> I, hate it. I feel I like hate it the, so much. everybody who's like overwhelmed with creativity, like I have, I'm creative for sure. Um, and I pick up Definitely. on trends quite easily. Yeah. So that's very, it makes it easier to do this job. But I love business. So, okay. you know, I, I yeah. can make it work. That, that's why I like to teach people about it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's your strong point, right? Yeah. And you have to find your strong point. So I love editing. I yep. love editing videos. I'm really quick at it. Mm-hmm. I find it really creative. I love, you know, doing a cool transition or just doing something to the beat or uh, yeah, just doing and You're really good at it too. You're so good at it. And Thank you. the final product is always amazing. Like I love watching. Again, videos. that's a learning curve too. Like there's yeah. a lot of hits and misses. You do. Where you're like, mm, mm, I look at videos quite. that I did a year ago and I'm like, <laughs> and I thought they were so good when I posted them. But that's a massive, yeah. massive learning. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So my husband, he's really creative as well, so, but he also does business. So he helps me with the business side of things. But with video editing and that, he's like, mm, no, nah, didn't hit it. Try again. <laughs> That's so oh, great, he's though. So brutally on, he's yeah. brutally honest, and I'm like, yeah. I just work really hard at this, <laughs> and now you just shut it down. But no, he keeps me humble for sure. Yeah, no, but that's that's fantastic to have somebody there but, with you doing but it. What I hate writing is captions. I hate captions. Yeah, I ca- I hate writing captions. People are so good at them. Like I see other people, I'm like, oh, that was really cool, and that was really cute. <laughs> And I'm like, comment below your fave. Like, I just, I'm so bad at writing captions. <laughs> well, you know the, the the trend of like, this is what I do. See caption below, and it's like a uh, yeah. three second video, and the caption's like freaking this long. I could never. Do they yeah. use chat? They must use Chat GPT or something, or they're authors, one of the two. Because I could never. I could write a caption that long for sure. Oh, that's I good. used to. If you ever scrolled through my feed, my captions used to be paragraphs. Like, yeah, and remember that used sorry. to be frowned upon and now it's like. I don't understand. It went from like when I started on Instagram, long yeah. captions were like everybody loved it. But I started yeah. on Instagram around the time when blogs were still a thing. Okay. So the longer captions were people loved them. And yeah. I shared a lot of vulnerable things as well. So I can understand yeah. that each of my captions told a story. And yeah. then there was that phase where it was like three or four words, a sentence max. Because no one was reading captions. Yeah. You don't want to be able to tap it and read yeah. more. And no, yeah. Now, it's really interesting that the real, I hate 
I know what they're doing when people do yeah. that. And yeah, I just tricking it. the algorithm. And yeah. I still read them. I still sit there and I read them and I let that video Every play in the background. One. I still let it happen. And I oh I ha- oh, I, like, I have to know. I have to now, know. What I'm saying. like, it works. <laughs> I'm, and it I'm works. I'm personally on- invested in this. And I don't like it. But I know what they're doing. Oh, isn't it funny how trends work? Oh, but yeah, I, I am. I can tell you now there's so many people that don't read captions. The questions that you get, where is this dress from? Mm-hmm. I've tagged it. I've said what the dress is called in the caption. The brand has also tagged. Mm-hmm. Like I've linked the dress for you in yeah. the stories. Like it's right there. Link it. Just just tap it right there. I would love right to know from some people in the community what they actually lean more towards when it comes to content because we, you know, we yeah. see it from a different perspective, right? We see it from what's trending, what are other people posting, what are people interacting with. Well, I think um, you know from what works on your page. Like, yeah, me, that's it. Yeah, for me, if I post like a, a little outfit of the day of me like just walking up to the camera and coming back and I get quite a few comments on that mm-hmm. as opposed to something that I've actually shot more cinematically and taken more time to film I think people don't connect to that because it's not real world yes mm-hmm. it's beautiful but it's not real world so I think people prefer more realistic um, content than they do the polished content do you think that that's different for creators or influencers as opposed to brands Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think, again, that's the influencing, not the content creating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's like you have to find that balance. And I, I talk to brands and say, what are you looking for specifically? Are you looking for something more polished? Do you want something that's a talk through? Do you want something that's really quick and easy and simple? Do you want something more realistic? So I think that's why you, you have to ask as well. I actually ask the same questions because I do tailored quotes. I'm not yes. sure if you do the same thing. Yeah, um, because I find Depends. it... Yeah, because generally, like, if it's something they go, oh, I want this from your feed. It's like, okay, this is set right. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if it's like, hey, I want this and this and this and I want it to look like this and they have a separate brief and they've sent me links from other people's content, then it's like, okay, let's look at a quote. (laughs) Okay. This is going to cost because you're asking me for a lot more than what I generally do. So that's a whole other thing. but. Yeah. yeah interesting so again like you know you get the brands who send you the brief and then they link videos so they link mm-hmm. this is what we re- really like from you and they go okay okay that's cinematic that's cinematic that's cin- okay so they want polished yeah so it's really interesting how different brands want different things yeah I think that that's... I love it when they do that oh me too when they reference mm. my own content yeah. I'm like fantastic smash also smash, smash. <laughs> I, that also gives me a good indication that I need to be posting a variety of what I can do on my page as well oh yeah 100 because that's their reference point so yeah definitely fantastic. yeah I got okay. really um really worried like we did a lot of content for huggies and I was stressing because um the views weren't like a hundred percent. And I was like, I want really beautiful content. Like I want to do this. And they were very specific of what they wanted as well. Like very specific, very specific wording, very specific um, angles and like what they wanted, what they didn't want. And they wanted it authentic, but also like polished. And I was stressing so hard. And my husband was like, they've seen what's on your page. Like they know what your content is. Stop stressing so hard. Like they obviously like your work or they wouldn't work with you. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I, I always think of that with brands. Like don't stress because they love what you do or they wouldn't be working with you. Mm-hmm. Like they've seen you your page. Yeah. Yeah, they've seen your page. They can see your whole life 
on the page so they know what they're getting. Then they know what they're in for. They wouldn't mm-hmm. approach you if they didn't like it. That comes back to knowing your worth and your value, mm-hmm. yeah. what you're capable yeah. of. So trust in that. Very true. Trust in yourself. Trust in yourself. And your ability. I know women everywhere look up to you for your styling, your lifestyle, your mum life, your confidence, all of that. What advice would you give to women out there who are not really feeling comfortable in their skin and they're kind of struggling to show their beauty or see their their own beauty? I think that you got to remember that what I post, and I'm probably a bit guilty here, is a highlight reel. I'm not confident all of the time. I'm definitely not confident all the time. So you shouldn't compare your life with someone's highlight reel. I think that someone told me that one day I read it online and I thought that was amazing. Like that's an amazing life advice, especially because we're taking in so much content on social media and it's really hard not to compare yourself um, to that. But yeah, I'm not 100% confident all of the time and I practice a lot of body neutrality. So Mm -hmm. not just body positivity because you can't be confident and positive 100% of the time. If you are, you're crazy. Like that's just, I mean, goals, but I think that (laughs) you're a bit delulu because I think it's impossible to be positive 100% of the time. So I practice body neutrality. So if I'm having a bad day, you know, maybe I'm on my period and I feel like crap. I just think, oh, that just it is what it is. That's just today is going to be like this. And, you know, I kind of accept it. And it's the acceptance that make you just move on. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just not even gonna, not even gonna think about my body today. I'm just gonna put on a dress that I feel good in. I'm not even gonna look in the mirror. Like I'm not gonna see what I look like because my brain's gonna tell me something that's not true. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to be comfortable and just be like, okay, I'm going to think of something else. Maybe do my hair extra nice or do my makeup extra nice and just focus on different aspects and just be like, okay, that's just, that's just how it's going to be today. Mm -hmm. And I think that acceptance has really helped me just let go, just let go of it. Like, and also something my husband said to me, I mean, he says a lot of things to me apparently, but (laughs) it was, it was actually, it was a little bit harsh, but it made sense to me. And Mm -hmm. I kind of have held on to it. And he goes like, you're not hiding the fact that you're fat, like mm-hmm. by wearing a muumuu or by wearing something that's loose fitting because we're talking about caftans. Yeah. And he's like, just wear what you want to wear. Like no matter what you're wearing, you still look like you. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're wearing a tight form dress or if you're wearing a caftan, you're still going to look the size that you are. So why wouldn't you wear what you want to wear? Mm-hmm. And what's you know, what you feel good in, not just trying to hide yourself because you think that that's what society wants. And I like that just sticks with me to this day. I don't think he realized he said something profound, but yep. it really hit me. And I was like, oh, I'm dressing for society. I'm not dressing for me. Yeah. And also society is too busy thinking about their own, what they look like to be worried about what everyone else is looking like. You know, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't go around being like, oh my God, look at that person. She should not be wearing that. That's that's too tight. And that's like, I mean, I guess maybe boomers do that, but majority of society are too much like, oh my God, I've worn a tight dress out and, and everyone's looking at me. Like they're yeah. thinking internally about themselves and not thinking about other people. So I think that where whatever you want to wear. I agree completely with the fact that people are so much more concerned with what they're doing themselves yeah. than what 100%. others because for me when I whenever I see anybody you know like no matter what size they are no matter what they're wearing if I see something that I like on them 
I'm yeah. like, I wish I had the confidence to wear that. A lot of the time it's like, I, I wouldn't have the confidence myself. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. well, why do I not have the confidence? But also like, why is she confident for just being herself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah, that irks me like, oh, I wish I had the confidence to wear that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing some big thing. Like I'm yeah. brave. For, like, why am I brave the for being brave, myself in public? Thing is That's really ridiculous. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, oh, you're so brave going on social media and wearing a tight dress. Why is that brave? I'm not yeah. fighting someone in a war. I'm not like yeah. going in. People doing other things. <laughs> yeah, like that are right. Bare minimum. Yeah. If you think this is brave, yeah. but I'm just me. Yeah. I'm just yeah. me. I'm not doing anything revolutionary. I'm not doing everything, anything brave. I'm just being myself and wearing clothing like that yeah. to me is like, it's an insult. It's not. Don't you think? I know. Yeah. I, I know they're that. coming from yeah. a nice place. I'm not going to be like, you're a bitch for saying that, but yeah. I know that they're so ingrained in their brain that they think that that is brave. Yeah. To it wear comes something. From that, it's an insecurity that a lot of people do yes. have though. Yeah. And so it, does give that confidence to them when they see someone, you know, maybe some similar size to them. Cause I know that I get a lot of 100%. Um, compliments, compliments. I'm going to say compliments for, you know, wearing a bikini in the size that I am because I have stretch marks and oh gosh. My, like, and gosh I have, cause I've got, yeah, I know. Right. Um, but <laughs> I, I used to get really upset about it because after my first, it was like my body had completely changed. So it was a whole other that was a whole other thing. Oh boy, um, does it change? Yeah. But it changed. <laughs> it changed so much for me. And sharing my body and how it changed online had given other people confidence, which is really, I think that that's a really beautiful thing. But it when normalizes you're also, the change. It yeah. normalizes bodies. But when you're when you're so confident in yourself, you're not really thinking. You know who you are, and you trust who you are, and you you know you know it is what it is. This is what I look like. Yeah. And, what's the point in me hiding myself and a lot of people are not there yet yeah and it's really it's yeah. a very hard place to get to but I, I it's the same thing it's practice it yeah it's practice it is it is and I think one day it just clicks yeah like you practice 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 like start wearing you know slowly start wearing more tighter things or more mm-hmm. arm showing things or more leg showing things and then eventually you'll just get there and it'll become normal I think that we're so especially you know our generation we're so used to seeing perfect bodies in the content that we saw growing up mm-hmm. that were us seeing normal bodies like oh you're so confident no I'm just normal like mm-hmm. you know like you're a normal size like your body is a normal body that has produced three children three it's children it's just a body four, <laughs> four it's, just, it's just a <laughs> it's just a bo- no it's all right it's just a body though it's like just, everybody has them. Everyone has a body. Everyone has been through their own things to get the body that they have now. Yeah. And that's not brave or confident. You're just existing as you. But, it, I mean, it is, I guess, inspiring them to also love themselves and accept their own body. I think on that as well, like don't make your normal or what you're aspiring to be something that's similar to what you are. Like you have to accept who you are. Yes, as an you individual. yourself yeah. as an individual. That's yes. super important, I feel. 100%. <laughs> and I think also like the industry, you know, you have the right size plus size mm-hmm. of like the hourglass shape and that is now becoming less normalized. You know, normal plus size people with tummies 
and flat bums, people with big boobs and no butt, not just this perfect hourglass shape is also becoming normalized thanks to Instagram as well, which I love. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I just love, I love seeing everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love seeing everybody in all different, all different shapes and sizes because that's what you see every day. Like when you're walking down the street, you and see. And also brands. People yeah. love, they love seeing their clothing on different shaped bodies. Mm-hmm. They love it. Because, oh, that's, that's what, that's me. You know, I, I have smaller boobs, big hips, mum tum. That's what that's going to look like directly on me. It's so hard to see what something's going to look like on someone that's so drastically different to you. Mm-hmm. So the fact that brands are now, you know, hiring models who are different sizing, um, not even models, but influencers who are different sizing as well so that people can see it, I think is just incredible. You can follow your feed can be everyone who's similar to you and you can be like, yes, yes, yes. And then you're constantly consuming someone who looks like you. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier for you to accept yourself, accept yourself, like everything, like just know that there are other people that look like you as well, because when you feel alone and you're seeing a certain body shape or someone that doesn't look like I used to have a lot of um, very thin blonde girls on my feed. That was like a normal thing for me. And I ended up having to unfollow a lot of girls because I struggled to, it was a personal thing. Like I struggled to see clothing that I would then purchase, which didn't look, it didn't look good on me because I had a different body shape. Yeah. And so it's And then you compare, why does this not look good on me? Yeah. I wish this looked good on me. Like, and it's just, you just go down this hole. Yeah. I feel like that every winter when I see a skinny person in a hoodie and I'm like, ah, I love that. (laughs) It does not look like, I look like this trunch ball or whatever her name is from Matilda. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I feel the same though in a hoodie. Okay. That's just not going to look like that on me. So I will try something different. Yeah. I'll buy an oversized hoodie and I do it every year, right? Every year I will buy an oversized hoodie because I want to look like, you know, the Pinterest girlies. An oversized hoodie just doesn't look good on me. It just doesn't. And now I'm like, I'm more like a 2022 Mm -hmm. after having Senna. I can't find an oversized hoodie. Like it's just yeah. not a thing. Like it's just not a thing. So I'm like, I can't even, no, I'm just going to accept that that looks not for me. So that's fine. That's I'll just, fine. Yeah. I'll find, I'll find something else that I'm enjoying, you know? Acceptance is massive. It is. It really yeah. is. And, yeah. you know, I was just saying the other day that I think I posted on my story about like seeing someone's playroom and how I felt like shitty because Senna's never going to have that. We don't have the room in our house for like this beautiful aesthetic playroom. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've just gone straight back to the comparing days of me comparing my reality to someone's highlight reel. I'm sure that playroom does not look like that all of the time, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so strange that like, I'm, I'm so used to not comparing about my body. I've learned to accept it etc etc but now I'm a mum it's new territory so I feel like I have to do all that work all over again as a mum so yeah okay well you know my baby's not doing this my baby's doing this or my house doesn't look like this and I don't do you know all these things like sensory play every day with my baby with desiccated coconut that's colored and it's you know I'm not that that's just not do you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean I went through the same thing with my first especially and I'm like, do I need to be doing that? Is she yeah. is this detrimental to her growth? Like, well, I never never got that as a kid, and I think I turned out okay. I think suddenly, you know, I'm back in those shoes again. Where I have to be like, no, this is your reality. This is what you're capable of doing with your space and your time and energy, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that's so interesting because I am. Um... 
I still have that, like not so much with my parenting because I have kind of gone through enough of that now that I, I know yeah. each, each of my children are different. They learn differently. They do yeah. things differently. We do things differently as a family. So that's, I'm not very concerned about that, but the home <laughs> thing, that's a huge thing for me because, huge. you know, when I think about other families with four kids, I'm like, they have all of this stuff and I'm like, oh, all right. I don't have six bedrooms and four bathrooms and two story house. Like I don't have that. Everything's and new and renovated and everything is like white and white bright. White and aesthetic and beautiful. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't have that. So like what's wrong with me? What do I need to do to change that? But then I have to really think about what what do I actually want? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like for me, it's, it's quality time is important. And my yes. kids being happy is important. It's not, they don't care if everything in my house is white. No. no they'd probably <laughs> they get probably annoyed. That. Yeah, yeah, because I'd be like, don't touch the walls. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch, don't touch anything. Don't do it. Um, eat over the sink. Like that would, you know. That was my upbringing, literally. Oh, really? Eat over the sink. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I'm not like that. I'm like, eh, go free reign, like be a kid. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I totally understand that whole comparison thing. Um, and it comes up definitely when you're a parent, especially as a new parent and it's the first time you're doing things. Yeah. It can be really, really hard to sit back and be like, okay, let's just flow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the stuff that people post of like, oh, we get ready every day and I have fresh hair and I've done like a, you know, a really coiled bun thingy and I'm in my beautiful dress and it's 9 a.m. Like that's not realistic for me. Yeah that's realistic for you. That's amazing. Like good on you. But for me, realistically, that's not me. Again, with the learning, like no one's perfect and no one's a hundred percent positive all of the time. So I think you just have to learn to check yourself. Oh, why am I feeling these feelings? Why do I suddenly feel like I need to spend thousands of dollars to make my house look like their house when there's nothing wrong with my furniture, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I saw this great great thing like de-influencing and I think that's I mean I totally gave my job. Was that you that posted that? Okay. It was. Yeah. It was like there's no Amazon must-haves. You don't have to have this. Like I think it's so important to check yourself and check the yeah check why you are feeling these emotions constantly I think that that's really important the de-influencing thing I actually really love again Even though it goes against everything it goes against what we do <laughs> yeah I think but I think it's important to be okay with yourself on what you actually want though mm. because I feel like for us we are uh, I guess a magazine in a sense we get to show you what's out there you don't have Pamphlet. to purchase it yeah no. you don't have to billboard you don't have to purchase it we're just showing you what's available okay yes and um and it's up to you to make a decision on whether or not that that's the right product for you or 100 percent it's totally up to you and at the end of the day it comes down to what you actually want and being clear on who you are definitely and I think that's why you know brands if they give you a discount code I feel very pressured as well like I don't want to constantly especially if it's an affiliate I feel like people who have affiliate codes push, 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 constantly post about it because they get money from every purchase, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. I love, they're great. They're a great way to use products, but um, a great way to generate income. But also I feel pressure because I don't want to put pressure on people to buy something if they don't feel like they need it. Um, The whole magazine thing is great. Like we're just TVSN, like we're just (laughs) showcasing what's out there. (laughs) Yeah, Um, That's a great way to look at it. Really great yeah. way to look at it. 
hate for people to be, you know, getting themselves into debt, buying things that they don't need because I've told them to. Yeah. And I think that I love what you said there. Totally agree with you, especially with discount code. Or if a brand goes, oh, like if if they said, you know, they don't, this influencer doesn't generate us income or this, I think that we have to realize we're not responsible for selling the actual product. Mm-hmm. We're responsible for directing your, directing our followers to your product. Mm-hmm. Once they get on your website, it's all you. That's yeah. totally up to you on your, you know, your product images, the price of your products, on whether that yeah, sells. We've sales directed funnel, yeah. the Yeah, we've gotten X amount of link clicks. Here's our insights to show you how many people have actually gone in and looked at it mm-hmm. compared to how many sales. So yeah. I totally agree with that as well because um I see it the same way. It's like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not here to sell your products. I'm not I had a brand actually, um, this was a few years ago and I wish I approached it very differently. I had a brand that I worked with and they agreed to pay me for some promotional content that I did for them and they made no sales. And th- after after this, right, after this whole situation, I ended up changing how I take on brands, but they made no sales from it. And I absolutely, I'd done everything that they asked me to do, promoted it the way that they asked me to do. I did everything that worked well and yeah. they just, they just didn't make any sales. And I had a conversation with them and I said, look, at the end of the day, it's not up to me to make those sales. I'm not your business. I don't sell for you. Like I'm here as a billboard essentially yeah. to showcase yeah. your product to my community if yeah. they're interested, they will purchase it. If they're not, I can't help that. It's, yeah. it's their decision at the end of the day. And I think that people need to see something a few times before, mm-hmm. especially if it's a more expensive purchase. People mm-hmm. need to be like, oh, I saw that again. Oh, again, that's I've seen that and I really like it. Or they need to mill over it a bit. Like, oh, yeah. I don't think it's in my budget this week, but maybe next week or maybe yeah. next month. Or, you know, it takes people, especially if it's spinny, to like, you know, to, to see it a few times and go, okay, yeah, maybe I do really want to do this because not everyone's an impulse buyer. Yeah, I think it's an average of three times people have to see something before they yeah. actually make a purchase, yeah. Yeah, um, so a brand I- can't expect you to post this once yeah. and that be it and make, you know, 400,000 sales. A really good thing that I always, like brands that I would work with in the past when they asked for how to approach like influencers and stuff, I'd always recommend that they worked with ones that are in a bit of a community and get them to do their campaign in a certain time frame so that people follow, you know, similar creators, right? Yeah. And then they will see it from that person. They'll see it from that person. They'll see it from that person. And it not not necessarily like a sale is going to come from one specific person. It's going to come from that whole campaign. Yeah. But I think it also is important, like you have people with a large following who don't have an engaged audience Mm -hmm. or, you know, they have predominantly male following as well. So I think that brands also need to look at that. So then, you know, I have, you know, a couple of my friends have, a very highly engaged audience, like very highly engaged. Like they, as soon as they post something, people will, like it will sell out in like Mm -hmm. minutes because they're just, their audience trusts them. They trust their opinion. They trust that they're not going to be posting something that they personally don't like themselves. So I think that you as as a content creator influencer also have to build that trust with your audience. So I know Mm -hmm. that like people will message me and be like, have you tried this before? I trust your opinion and I would love to know if you've tried this and what you think of it. And I will let them know, like, no, actually I haven't posted about it because I didn't like it. Or, you know, um, so I think it's important to have that community, not only from like 
a friend group where all of the influencers are posting, but just your community in general as well. And yeah. we're to look at that. Who's commenting on the videos? Is it just the same four people? Is it all just influencers commenting or is it actual like people? Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of topics. So do you want to get into some rapid fire questions? Sure. I'm going to ask you five questions and each of them just answer in a sentence or less. Sentence oh, or less. It's hard for me. I'm a talker. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. So the first one is what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? My daughter. What is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? The worst piece of advice? Mm-hmm. That as a bigger girl, you can't wear something. Like you shouldn't wear stripes or you shouldn't wear. I think that's probably the worst piece of advice. I'm sure there's more, but. I can't think of anything. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Under promise, over deliver. That's one of my favorites too. (laughs) My mum taught me that and I've lived by it my whole life. It works so well. What is the most rewarding thing about your business? Inspiring confidence in people and people learning to accept themselves. I love it if someone says to me, sorry, that's not rapid fire. No, you go. No, keep going. Keep going. (laughs) I love it if someone says, I never thought I would wear this but I bought it and I felt amazing in it. And I love that. I love, I, you know, I love it when someone DMs me like, I bought this because of you and I felt amazing. I love that. I love it. it never gets old. And what was your dream job when you were younger? Uh, <laughs> a singer. Okay, I get okay. to do that. I was like, I get to do that every night. So I, I was going to say, if you don't say singer. I did also want to be a nun when I was little, but that's because I saw sister act so I think it was a little bit of false advertising there (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah singer I always wanted to be a singer um and that's another thing that I didn't think you could do as a full-time job but yeah here we are yeah every time you post something where you're singing I'm like are you kidding me oh you have such incredible voice Thank you. I don't sing as much as I used to. So I used to, I used to do seven nights a week before center, but now I just, I don't want to miss out on so many bath times. So I do three or four nights a week. I don't post a lot about it because it's like people's weddings and corporate functions. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's unprofessional for me to set up a camera and film myself like I feel like that's I haven't made that step yet it's working for you okay well before we wrap up do you have like any little pieces of advice that you wanted to share with anyone before you go I think the big one that I want you to take from this podcast is to learn to accept who you are like not only your body but also your house your parenting skills everything and don't compare yourself to someone's highlight reel definitely because I'm telling you like even you know when I post house content or something I've cleaned that space I'm not leaving the mess in it. Like, I mean, look at this now. Like even even here we've got mess. Yeah. <laughs> like centimeters away. Yeah, but you can't tell. No, you can't tell. Of the angle of the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everything's a lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's it's a highlight. Yeah, it's a highlight. You pick and choose, you curate. Curating your own content. Yeah. I want yeah. my content to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I made that choice. I can definitely do more realistic content of like, oh my God you know, my room of doom, which is, you know, has all of the stuff that comes in and goes out, which is as a content creator, you get a lot of, but I purposely don't want to show that because that doesn't bring me joy. Well, before you go, did you want to share where people can find you on socials if they want to follow, connect with you? So my Instagram is Maddie Zanata, Mm Z-A-N-A-T-T-A. You can follow me on there. I have TikTok, which it's Maddie Zanata. Don't really post that much on there. I just 
am dealing with one social platform. That's all I have time for at the moment. Um, but, yeah, come say hi, slide into my DMs, say Roxanne says you. Maddie's like the nicest person ever. If you don't follow her already or haven't interacted with her, she's one of the nicest people I've ever met. So go follow Thank her. You. And my DMs are always open for any questions about anything regarding if you're a content creator, influencer, if you're a consumer and you want to know how something fits, always open. Uh, we don't gatekeep here. We do not gatekeep. We do not gatekeep. We do not gatekeep. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's gonna no. be the that's gonna be the name of this um yes. podcast episode. It's no gatekeeping. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, like even the other day you're like, where is this location? And I was like, train station. I know. I was <laughs> and like, like, and I was shook. I was absolutely shook. I was like, you're kidding me. I'm seeing these incredible campaigns filmed at a train station. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because I, I know how shitty you feel if you reach out and you ask some someone a question. Mm-hmm. And, and they shut you down. So, like, even though people ask me where is something from and I've tagged it and I've, you know, linked it and all this sort of stuff, I'm not going to make them feel shitty and say, oh, read the caption. You know, as much as I want to say that, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'll be no, like, it's from here. But, yeah, I, I mean, I reached out and asked someone where they stayed in Bali because it looked beautiful and I never heard a reply. Yeah, interesting. I was like, you're not even there anymore. Like, why did you not just send me the Airbnb link? I don't love that. I get sometimes people don't have time to reply, but I mean. That's different. That's different, but it's like. Don't leave me on red. Do you know? Yeah. It's just a bit of common courtesy, really. So It really is. Yeah. yeah. I try really hard to get back to every single person. Like, it's my goal mm-hmm. to try and get back to every single DM. Yeah. So I like I feel just you. bit by bit all day, bit by bit, bit by bit. And I man- it becomes manageable. Whereas if you like go a couple of hours, you're like, oh shit. But oh uh, yeah, I have to schedule time in. I schedule like communication time. There- See, there's that business thing. Yeah. The business aspect, you're like, I'm scheduling, commu- I'm, you know, communication time. Yeah. I can never. Yeah. But I, that's like I when I do, early. it's, it's when I like clean out, clean out my inbox for the rest of the day. I'll have like communication time is like clearing out, like finalizing like emails, making sure that's clear yeah. for the day. Otherwise it carries with me. Yeah, I don't know. definitely. <laughs> well, I think that that's a big thing about influencer is that, you know, my highest engagement time as per my insights is 5.36 p.m. Mm-hmm. which is dinner time. So then I can't just post it and leave it. I have yeah. to post it and then engage with comments. So like yeah. if I'm ever at dinner or at a gig or something, then I have to make sure I'm doing it on my break. So I have time to, you know, engage time to just not post that day. Or yeah. I have to say to my family who definitely do not understand the job that I'm doing whatsoever, as much as they think that they do, they definitely don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, get off your to... phone. I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry, working. Like yeah. actually can't. Just like you couldn't if you were at your normal nine to five. Yeah. It's just nurturing the community. It's so important. Yeah, exactly. Like I I care for the questions that people are asking. Yeah. And I know that in the moment people are like, yes, you know, if they're being impulsive, I want this, you know, it might stop them from getting it. I love talking to you so much. That's so nice. (laughs) Ditto. Like the best person to talk to. It's so great. But just remember like all the advice that I've been, that I give, I've been given. Like yeah. it's not revolution, you know what it's I mean? It's shared like, knowledge. It's shared knowledge. It's passing it on. Like <laughs> it's my yeah. legacy. No, it's my legacy. <laughs> it's important that um, yeah, everyone talks to each other. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to help each other out. Well, most of us are. Whoever is is talking to each other. And I think it's important not to see everyone as competition. There's room for everyone. There's so yes. many brands out there. There's so many things like. Like you know, my friends having a baby. I'm like, well, you know, here's all of the email- emails that I have from 
marketing. Like it's easy to find emails, but like here are all the emails that, you know, I've worked with. If you want to work with them, they work with influencers. Like boom, now I've just stopped her from having to, you know, go on a five-hour search for DMs and all that sort of thing. Oh, that's so lovely of you to do. But I think you need friends like that. But I mean, why can't you? Like why wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You know? We're I do the same thing. <laughs> I do the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, I'm not right for this, but this person is. I well, pass it yeah. on all the time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, sorry, no, I'm not. You know, a brand has reached out. They only go to a size 16. I'm actually not a size 16, but these are the influencers who are blah blah blah. Yeah. Because they they they're coming to you and they they want something similar. So it's like if you know someone, you might as well pass it on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you again for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time and everything that you shared today. Don't forget to go follow Maddie if you're listening as well. She's literally the best to follow. And yeah, I will chat to you really soon anyway. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right. Bye. bye. Thank you again for listening to the Rise of Her podcast. I am a one-woman show, so if you have a moment to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you again, and bye for now.